0: Hey guys, just wanted to pop on and let you know that we were on somebody else's podcast. We got to talk with Phil and Jeremy with Cast Conversations. We got to talk a little bit about our experiences working for the Disney Parks. As you know, we both were cast members. It's always a good time learning the ins and outs of the parks and working there. And, uh, you know, a little bit of Muppet history in there as well, of course. So if you want to check it out, check out Cast Conversations on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.
1: Funding for the Muppet History Podcast is made possible by the amazing people who support our Patreon. Thank you to everyone who keeps us going, and now, back to the show. It's the Muppet History Podcast with your host, Joshua Gillespie, and featuring Madison Mantis! Yay!
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Muppet History Podcast. I am Madison Mantis, and as always, we have Joshua Gillespie with me. How are you doing, Josh?
1: Hi.
0: Hello. uh,
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderful. A little nervous for today, but, you know. Oh, yeah.
1: Today on the (laughs) Muppet History Podcast, we have a very, very special guest. Madison, would you like to tell us who it is?
0: Yes, somebody. Oh, my gosh. So... This is this is the best day. This is honestly the best day. Um, I don't want to give his whole bio away before we even start talking to him, um, but this man has a celebrated and elaborate career spanning 60-plus years now. He is a uh, Golden Globe, Grammy, Oscar-winning actor, composer, singer-songwriter. He wrote songs for the Carpenters, Barbara Streisand, David Bowie, our very own Kermit the Frog. Uh, he wrote music for the Muppet movie, Emmett Otter, Muppet Christmas Carol, Letters to Santa, my favorite... Muppet Show guest star, uh, one of my favorite songs from Daft Punk he was on, my favorite episode of Dexter's Lab, yes. the president of ASCAP. You guys, what does he not do? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Williams. Yay!
1: Ah. It is an honor to have you on here.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: It's a family reason to, be, to do anything regarding Muppets. It's just oh. immediately, it's like oh. it's like going home.
1: That is, that is. I, that's I like, so heartwarming I like this, to hear. I like that. It's like going home. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Well, how have you been in this uh, crazy world we're living in right now?
2: Well, you know, I, I no longer speak itinerary. People, you know, fourteen months ago, people would say to me, "Like, how, how are you? What's going? How are you?" And I would answer, "Well, I just was in Dublin. I flew to DC, and then I was and so I was speaking itinerary yeah. after after fourteen months. Yeah. When somebody asked me, I, "You know, how are you?" I go, "I'm really, I'm healthy. I'm grateful. Uh, a little, a little cabin fever. I admit to a little oh, cabin yeah. fever." But I'm finally, you know, we we've been working, you know, I I work for ASCAP, and and uh, the uh, the entire you know, all employees who have been grounded, and we're all working from home, uh, but uh, but I finally, I just was given the okay to fly to to uh, Colorado and meet my new grandson so i'm very
1: oh that's fantastic congratulations congratulations. so i'm
2: excited to meet him i'm I'm almost as equally excited to get on an airplane again
1: (laughs) oh i bet gosh yeah
0: exactly oh Oh my gosh that'll be great um so actually quick question before we kind of like go in before you worked with the Muppets. Were you a fan? Because this is a fan podcast. We so like to we... know
1: what your Muppet history is.
2: The, I always say the best thing about what I do for a living is I didn't have to give up my fan card to do it. You know, I, I yeah. can still go, oh, my God, it's Quincy <laughs> Jones. And they go, hi, Q. like go, oh, hi, Q. I mean, so cool. But the fact is, yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm a fan of uh, of the people that I work with many times and and with with the Muppets, I mean, out on the road with my band uh the one thing that was constant was sesame street i mean where you know, you wake up with a hangover somewhere in mid America and click on the t v and all of a sudden it's just it's like it's a big bird. You know, <laughs> It was, yeah. It's, so, you know, but I mean, I, even back to like the Ed Sullivan shows that, that, that Jim did with the slinkies and the well, mana, 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 all that. Uh, yeah. I just loved him. I loved him. And when I went over to do the the Muppet show, which is when we met for the first time, I flew over to England. And I have to say, it was just, it was like, there's not a word yet for old friends who just met. To quote one of, one of Gonzo's songs that, that mm-hmm. uh, Kenny and I wrote for Gonzo. Yep. That's exactly what I felt with, with basically the, all the Muppeteers, certainly with Jim. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was a big fan. And let me get rid oh of that little – uh, some of that sound is coming from my mail coming in. So I'm going to just turn that off right now. Oh,
1: you're good. I was going to say, Popular, right. Mr. Popular getting all yeah, the it's, bing,
2: bing, uh, bing. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those things like, oh, my God. Is that is that an angel getting his wings or is that, you know, you know, political mail asking for money, which is (laughs) every
0: every two seconds. You know what? I'm glad that the iPhones, they made a button on the mail. It's like, do you want to unsubscribe? I'm like, I don't even subscribe to this. Yes, please. Like
2: that.
1: That's that's been the biggest problem is uh i listed my business email on my twitter and so it's like oh cool now everyone's gonna sign me up for their their newsletter it's a I good no prank i mean okay.
2: <laughs> okay we're. i think we should be okay now if it keeps going on we can all do something about it it's again No worry
0: um now speaking of the muppet show tell us about that process yeah, like, they're,
2: did... they're absolutely favorite moments in that i what mean, one of the one of the the first things that i that i witnessed you know as far as working with the Muppets is when I watched it, I watched, when I sang sad song yes. I'm watching Ralph and watching Rolf, and it's really a sweet moment because I've been singing this sad song. You guys know, it, I would assume, of course, all of them, but uh-huh. but there's Muppets behind me singing, you know, backup voices, and it's a sad song that used to be our song, the one we just played. And at the end of it, there's a wonderful moment where Rolf where closes the piano, the lid to the keys, and kind of pats the piano a couple of times and looks at me like, that's enough of that for now. It's just, yeah. it's, it's so gentle and <laughs> sweet and sad. And, uh, and it's just the layers to the work that the, that the Muppeteers do. I mean, it's just-
1: Those little details.
2: Yeah, those little details that mm-hmm. are so touching. And uh, and while I was was working on the the, uh, the, the, the Muppet show, uh, Jim Matt told me that he was doing a. We were going to do something a little different. He said we're going to do a, a special for HBO called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and I think you might be a nice fit for you to do the 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 songs for it. So I wrote the song. I mean, with basically, you know, the only exposure that I had to Americana music was probably Stephen Foster. You know, I I I wasn't listening to a lot yeah. of of that kind of music. I think that it that it was in the it was in the, the script and in the descriptions of the characters that it just it just found those those uh, corners of, of my soul. And and, and uh, the, some of the song titles were already in the, in the little book. Yeah, the, the, I
1: was going to ask if you had yeah. if you read mm-hmm. the book first.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I read the script and uh, I was actually on the road. uh And I think we, we record actually, I came back to LA and right away recorded, uh, 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 you know, uh, know, the, uh, we recorded the songs. No, I think we we recorded some of the songs on the road. I'm not sure where, but we did the underscoring back in LA and basically did it with my, you know, the whole thing was my road band for the songs and for the underscoring. Mm -hmm. And I basically just sang things to the guys. In the studio, and you know the the, the, the little openings and the, the little pieces of, of underscoring were were uh, were created kind of on the spot, very loose, very fun, and you very know fitting at, at this honestly, point we're
1: with a uh, you know mm-hmm. all these all these kids just we're gonna make a band. It's very fitting to have just little random bits and pieces going. Yeah, um, yeah. I really yeah. loved the release a couple years ago of the the album of it finally just because you can hear those little bits and pieces of things in there and i love it yeah or you can you. hear like jim mm-hmm. giving out of just going like whoa out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, river bottom when they're all
2: my favorite my favorite lines oh my in gosh. there are are uh, you've got mashed potatoes and uh... <laughs> And we'll always, it's funny. My wife and I will, if we're, if we're, you know, we're witnessing somebody that's just obviously just nasty and you know being kind of cynical, whatever. We'll turn to each other, and one of us will say, "They he seem, they seem nice." You know? <laughs> it's just, but, oh my god! What a treat to do that work, and and oh. of course you know, now we're you know we've taken Emma Otter to the stage, and it will be eventually. It will was supposed to have been this last Christmas, twenty twenty uh now it looks like 2022 it'll be at the new vic in new york which is a wonderful theater right across from the the disney theater and
0: uh oh i didn't know that
2: emma Otter is coming to the stage
1: oh oh my gosh i'm gonna start getting ready for those tickets (laughs) yeah really well
2: we did it we did it two christmases in a row for about six weeks at the gold at the Goodspeed theater in, in in uh in Connecticut, and it was just wonderful on stage with the costumes and all. It was the book was the adaptation was written by by uh, Tim McDonald and Chris Catelli, who were just fantastic, and Chris directed, and with the f- total support of the Muppet of the uh, the, the Muppet Workshop and the uh, it was just, so anyway. It was great very excited about that but that was the first thing and i think i was actually being auditioned for the for the the muppet movie when i was asked to write the songs for yeah. uh oh, yeah i think jim wanted to...
1: it was your it was
2: your test mm-hmm. yeah exactly i think he wanted to see if it was a good fit and it clearly was yeah is yeah it
0: was yeah oh for sure
1: now I was going to ask um so we know about the uh, born in a trunk which was recorded but never used it was used in the um the yeah. stage show now I was wondering were there any songs like that for the muppet movie any songs that were written or and just never used or ideas that you had that it was like well we maybe
2: had not. no we had a uh, we had a uh a, I a kind of a uh a piece for the ending where we examined, you know, some of the, the genres of films where there was something about, about horror films and the like. And, and, uh, I'm trying to remember what some of the, you're screaming, you scream and, and try to tell her lady, don't go in the cellar, look behind you. She's behind that door or he's behind that door. <laughs> and I think that was, that was, uh, that was for, uh, for the Muppet movie. We pulled it out though. And, and, uh, Trimmed the ending, and just basically did the life's like a movie. Write your own ending. Keep believing. Keep. And the big thing about the Muppet movie was that I knew that while I had done the the songs for Emma Otter by myself, I wanted that extra classy element of the the of the melodies and the music. So Kenny Asher and I, I had done most of written most of the songs for A Star Is Born together. And I just, the connection that I had with, with Kenny was very sentimental, very, you know, just a great friend. And uh, so he came out to, to my place in in LA and, and uh, we wrote the songs together for, for the Muppet movie. You know, I write about 80, when I'm working with Kenny, usually I'll write like 80% of the lyrics or, and, and, uh contributed to the music and it's the other way around with him but it was just that was just a great fit and the the wonderful melodies and the wonderful humor uh that that i'm so proud of in in the songs and the you know and the heart kenny is certainly equally half of that great guy wonderful man
1: yeah
2: absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: now what would you say is your favorite song that you did in the muppet movie which one is it? I know it's like picking favorite children, but
2: you know it comes down to two. I mean, I, I'm I'm proud of all the songs, but I have always had a special affinity for for Gonzo. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, of course, that you know, that first song, Rainbow Connection, has had an amazing life, and so many people have done it. And uh, I think that that this the 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 amazing thing about about the first one we wrote, writing Rainbow Connection is we just wrote ourselves into this terrible corner with, with the first two lines. Think about it. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. Rainbows have nothing to hide. Oh, no. Oh, God. Wait a minute. <laughs> In- you know, in two lines, we absolutely denied any kind of magical, the spiritual element to rainbows. We just, you know, yeah. but think about what a gift this was for us, because, you know, an obstacle is sometimes an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So what's the next line? So we've been told, ah, Kermit is saying, so we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I know the wrong way to see. All of a sudden, instead of being the, you know, the wizened old frog up there at the, at the lectern and, you know, sharing his wisdom. Now he's just he's come down off the stage. He's essentially uh, metaphorically sitting with the audience and a member of the audience. So we've been told, and it was just it was a total accident. And I just I think it was it was the influence of of some mystic element that hovers over hovers, hovers over the Muppeteers and all. Oh yeah. But my favorite will will quite honestly always be I'm going to go back there someday.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's always been my favorite. Yeah, so, me too. Gonzo's. It's one of the. It's it's one of those. Uh, you feel like an outsider, but you you listen to that and it's like, okay, I'm not yeah. alone. Mm-hmm.
2: One one of the great stories about Jim is that when Kenny and I, you know, had first met and we you know kind of put the the places where the songs are going to go and discussed that with Jim and, and made those choices and all there was never a song for that scene when they break down in the desert. And when when we we looked at that and we thought about okay here is Gonzo who is a landlocked bird I mean we don't know what planet <laughs> he's from but essentially he's a whatever he is he would appear to be a landlocked bird of some sort and I've always believed that we are all landlocked birds mm-hmm. I think that yeah that uh, that 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 if we could we'd we'd, we'd be flying for sure uh, but so Kenny and I. Thought about and here's Gonzo. He's looking at this amazing sky and he says, you know, go yeah, why? Well, gee, a guy could get lost in that sky. <laughs> and then he looks up and and he, and he sings, you know, the, that song, which is a really it's a really spiritual look at at life, and, and when it ends, we you know, we go back to that place, you know, the in the in, in the heavens or whatever. So uh we wrote this song and we played it for Jim. And Jim was like, Wow. Jim had a great way of, of like he didn't say no. Yeah. What he said He's, what he would say was, Wow, that's interesting. Make it sound. And uh, so we figured it was it was okay, that's a pass, I guess. <laughs> really, yeah. really sweet pass. Yeah. And maybe a couple of days later he came back and he said, You know what? If we wrote at the in the state fair scene, if we wrote it, the thing where where Gonzo buys a bunch of helium balloons for Camilla, mm-hmm. and he yeah. buys too many, and he flies. All of a sudden, he's up in the air, and he's not scared at all. He's like, he's wow, it's, this is fantastic. It's like at some point, he has this connection to that that experience that reminds him of home, that of where he belongs as a as a landlocked bird, yeah. and it just and it absolutely blew us away that he would, you know, it stayed with him uh, and he was that flexible. And the amazing thing about him is that he lets you do your work. You know, I, I have worked with people that that hovered and would say, I want to hear everything along the way. I offered that to Jim at the beginning of the project. I walked him to his car after our first meeting and I said, Jim, I will call you and let you hear what we're doing so there aren't any, any surprises that don't fit. He said, oh, Paul, that's not necessary. I'll hear them when we record them. And I have told that story almost every time I'm asked about Jim, wow. because I think it's, it's, it's not only does it display his trust in Kenny and I, but it displays his trust in his choices of people that he wants around him to work with. And that includes all the other Muppeteers and the like. I think that he just, you know what? I'm going to get the best out of you if I trust my choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and it's, it's it's just a great gift. It says so much about about the kind of really generous man he was.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like every time I hear some kind of story about Jim from somebody who has, you know, been around him, it's always the same thing. He was just so kind and generous and, you know, and co- and yes, and collaborative. Like, I mean, you know. I mean, who wouldn't want to trust you? But still,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
0: so, Rainbow Connection just got entered into the National Recording Registry, which is like, oh my gosh! For us, we were, you know, Muppet fans were like, this, this, this should have been a long oh, yeah. time coming. But how does that? How does that work? Like, how do they pick songs? Like, how do they decide that? You know,
2: I have no idea. You know, it's, Oh, really, it's amazing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm sure that I can click on it and, and find out. I'm not sure who who all votes on it and the like, but but it's interesting. It's 25 songs, and of the um, the songs yeah. that were included, you have uh, you have the first you have the first recording, I think, of Edison's voice is going in.
0: Oh yeah, so, that's right. right.
2: Right next that right next he's wow. all right next to Kermit. So, oh my gosh, know, makes sense. Yeah.
0: you and, know that that's, yeah. that that mean
2: yeah. yeah. But it, wow. how exciting! How wonderfully exciting!
0: Yeah,
1: really. I was just going to ask. This is going back to the Muppet Show. Um, did you get to keep any of the replica puppets of that they made? Up? I had.
2: One. I had a. I had a. I had
0: they uh, one? Oh, that's so- a,
2: a house in the Hollywood Hills, in West Hollywood Hills, and uh, with a big natural, natural pool out back that I had built. You could never build it today because it's so close to the house. But my little office in the corner had had a big mullion window with a with a with a window seat, and uh, they felt Paul Williams sat in that window, staring out at the at the sunlight and the pool with his kind of wistful little face. And uh, yeah. and uh, after a couple of years, he he turned into you know what it's taken me eighty years to get to. You, know, but you look great, he, yeah. He like about two years, he, that that foam just began and, to oh, shrivel yeah. you know, exactly. You know, so. I feel pretty. You know, for eighty, I feel like like a tired thirty four, busy, busier, busier than. Uh, you know what? I use the 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 this time for the pandemic. I've you know I run or or jog every morning. I work out three times a week. I've been a vegetarian for years. If I'm lucky, I can do this for another twenty years or yeah. whatever I get. It's all extra innings, and I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah. Oh my god yeah it was just uh there was another interview i saw you in the other day and i was like holy moly he looks fantastic <laughs> how how do i get to that at some point you know uh well jogging i guess so i'm gonna have to yeah pony up i guess you know
2: what it, it starts in the center of your chest and, and, and to me the two things that are our fuel are generosity and gratitude and as long as i stay grateful and uh And God knows the world has been generous to me and the and the gods and the the universe and the and the uh and the, that whatever that that playful presence is that that manages to find really fun things mm-hmm. for you to do and, and I think keep doing what you love, you know you're beautiful you'll oh, stay beautiful
1: same same uh, to you so I guess if we're going chronologically, <laughs> oh. next would be the the Muppet Christmas Carol.
2: Which, Cheryl, oh yeah. man,
1: that is a, that's one of those that, yeah. oh, it's, it's the middle of July. I really want to watch it.
2: <laughs> you know, the, uh, the thing about, about, the, the timing of doing that was spectacular. I mean, it, what a gift. I, I had my last drink, September, 1989. I, I celebrate my, uh, my sobriety on March, 5, March 15th, 1990, because on March 14th, I took a, a girlfriend's Valium and. And I realized after about three years that, that, you know, okay, I had a, I had an old prescription for Valium, but I, you know, I had a a job the next day on March 14th, my girlfriend had, I had a headache, I had a a job doing a a mini series called people like us, you know, and I was nervous and I hadn't acted, you know, since I got sober. So I just took this Valium and, you know, that was, would, I would consider a, Probably a slip, but what was absolutely solid and made it a slip is I realized that I never told my sponsor in the you know in this organization that mm-hmm. saved my life that I don't mention by name. But uh, so I called him and I said, you know what, I got to change my date. But think about this: with 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 the Muppet Christmas Carol, I'm writing about a man who's just had a spiritual awakening. He has a a, a past that is is full of you know missteps. And uh, and uh, this you know, amazing character defects who wakes up and and is just all of a sudden he is you know the the keeper of a thankful heart and so to write uh, uh, the songs about something that I've just experienced when I got sober because everything changed and all of a sudden instead of hiding out you know lying about my drugs I'm part of a community I, I, I'm. The cravings are gone. I've been, in you know, thirty-day treatment. All of a sudden, it's just I'm alive. I mean, I'm alive. I'm I'm doing life on life's terms, and I'm over the moon about it. So the way that I that we essentially, you know, the, our world really turns when we when we start accepting what what is, uh, being grateful for the good in it, and uh, live in love and service. And the way that kind of acceptance and trusting the big amigo, all of a sudden became the way that I wrote. So, and I've told the story many times. But but, you know, the Muppets were the first person, first group that would trust me to write their 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 songs. I mean, by the time I got sober, my career had been pretty much gone for ten years, and I didn't even know it. So it was a big deal to get hired for an important film like that. Brian Hansen, God bless him, said, yeah, come, come back, do this. And uh, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting down for the first time in my life to write these songs. And what I do is I look at them. I look at the script. I'd read, of course, the the novel, Dickens novel, but I look at the scene. And the first thing was, was Disney wanted a song about Scrooge. So in the opening of the film, we see the, the, you know, the, the, the door open and the feet going through the mud and the likes Mm -hmm. and as as these feet pass uh the little characters they seem to get colder and i literally looked at that went out to a, a little park took my little tape recorder and a pencil and a paper with me and a lawrence block bloody mystery and basically i just said big amigo you know what the job is, let me know when you got got some ideas. <laughs> whatever that, that creative energy is up there, let me let me know when it's time to go to work. And I read about three pages of that. I just settled it down and read about three pages of this this wonderful new novel by Lawrence Block, who I loved and still do. And all of a sudden it was like I, I put the book down and I went, Okay, he's walking. ba bum 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 when a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. <laughs> you guys are pretty good, thank you though. <laughs> and it just- it, I gotta
1: write that down.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just, it poured out of me. And I realized that so much of my writing is, is, in, is basically unconscious. That I, know, I look at what I'm, I'm supposed to, to write and what I used to do is I'd keep putting it off, putting it off. And then at the last minute, I would, you know, I would sit down and it would pour out of me. And I assumed I was procrastinating. But a friend of mine, a composer named Richard Bella, said, "You're not procrastinating. You're, you're percolating. You've given it to yeah. your unconscious. To, to, you know, it's like when you try to remember a name, you can't remember, you forget about it. And about an hour later, you go, boom, and that person's name comes out." Yeah. What was going you sit on. up in
1: bed and say it, yeah. and you are like, "Wait, what?"
2: Yeah, and it's it's so bizarre because because your unconscious is doing the work. I think that's where the creative process is. So these days, I just—I mean—with every one of those songs, I would live what I needed to write, give it a week, boom, sit down and write it mm-hmm. like that. It's amazing, you know. And uh, I almost—you almost feel guilty putting you know your name on it when you go. Okay, I know I, was, I would. I sat down, I wrote words, and I wrote music, but, boy, there's some unseen forces at work there that are very, mm-hmm. very generous.
0: Got to give them a writing credit on there. <laughs> yeah. So then, all right, if we're going chronological, um, Letters to Santa, right? Yeah,
2: Letters to Santa. Which, uh, yeah.
0: which, you, yeah. which you had a cameo appearance.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I did. I did.
0: As the uh, As the elf. Yeah. Like you just have that fun, you know, energy. And like I mean, of course, you were an actor too. So like, you know, it works. El Lizo my favorite scene really? from the Muppet movie.
1: I was gonna ask about that. What was it like being in the Mu being in the
2: Muppet movie?
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's let's go back to that because I really I really want to hear about that. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, Jim just said, Would you play the piano player? You know, it's it's interesting because Kenny what this is going. Kenny's the piano player. Yeah. So I'm just faking it and all, and I'm a <laughs> terrible, terrible musician. The, I mean, I hear hear it all in my head, and and this to translate to the keyboard, I'm like, where's that chord? You know, <laughs> that's so hard.
0: Yeah. that's so hard to imagine too.
2: Oh, I know, but it, that's just the way it is with me. And, yeah, and it's like you know, like I love golf. I have a horrible golf swing, you know. <laughs> so, but it's not about being good.
1: It's just about enjoying well, it. Yeah, it's about
2: being honest. Is what it is. And There you go. There but you it's go. funny. I've worked for years, including the first thing we worked on together when he became my my piano player with Chris Caswell. And <clears throat> Chris Caswell, this very. I'm just finishing a musical about called Fortunate Sons. It's about the the draft lottery that was televised in 1969. So I'm writing all the songs mm-hmm. for that. And what has happened for years is I'll, I'll write this song. I, I've got my words of music. I mean, the full. I can hear the full arrangement sometimes in my head, and what's really hard is finding the chords. So I'll go out to 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 Cass, and I'll go. You know, Cass. You know, uh, uh, he must be Soldoni. He must be so this, this this would this would not be a great example because he wasn't around until the end of that shoot and all. But for the uh, the, I hope that something better comes along. Scene. He played the intro, but but. I'll go out now and, and I'll I'll sing something that is just there's a chord and it's so weird and it's wonderful and I can't find it and he'll go boom and he'll hit it I'll go Jesus that was fast <laughs> what is it what is it and, and he go it's a D <laughs> like, that's really, oh. that's rude are you kidding it's rude <laughs> it's a D. you couldn't find it but it's right there next to Right there. Oh my god! Right, there. right in front of your face. There's the uh, yeah. the B flat, whatever. whatever.
0: Anyway. Oh man. Um, what was I gonna say?
2: You, you, know, you had, I didn't answer your question. But as far as, <laughs> as, as yeah, as far as playing the uh, the the piano player. Yeah. That's great fun. Just great fun, yeah. and and uh, this to be on the set, you really see how physically demanding. Being a muppeteer is—I mean, forget about Jim being underwater with them, you know, (laughs) scuba gear uh, in inside a a tank and in under a log, Uh, but just just everybody working with their headsets and their monitors and and these weird, strange positions and trying to operate, you know over each other's shoulders and all it's amazing that they don't have all have bad backs and injuries i think some of them do but i think Mm. uh, dave golds is an amazing athlete to you know what Mm. he does with gonzo the stamina
0: did they ever let you uh have a crack at trying to puppeteer at all with like a monitor and like here's your like here's your puppet
2: funny uh we did a thing at the hollywood bowl you know called uh you know muppets the bowl and oh yeah that's right in a part. were you there?
0: No, I, uh, Oh my no. gosh. I was trying to get tickets and I had friends that were going and they're like, you're going to come out. You can, and it just like, didn't work. So I'm like, they got to do it. It'd I be great if they did like a tour, tour or again. something. Where, yeah. Where are you guys,
2: where are you guys located?
1: I'm in North Carolina.
0: I'm in Chicago.
2: Ah, uh, well, it was really interesting because I'm backstage and I'm going to go out as a surprise guest to sing rainbow connection mm-hmm. with the Muppets for the big closure of the show. And, uh, but I'm, I'm back there and all the Muppets, you know, that aren't, being, that aren't on stage, are being, you know, are, are on their little, their little. I, I hate to even say on their hooks, but you know, their little resting place between the jobs. Yeah. And I just walked up to take a selfie with, with one of them and somebody's some stage manager or assistant or whatever swept up and went, no, 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 you can't take a picture with the Muppets. And I was like, okay, oh. all right. I'm a bad boy. (laughs) No, hear what they're doing out there. I wrote that. No, I didn't do that. (laughs) You know who I am. I honored what, I get it. I understand it. You know, when they're, the characters come alive, when, you know, when they're picked up. And Mm -hmm. to me, they're, you know, they're absolutely individual unto themselves. I mean, if I'm talking to Dave, you know, and Gonzo and, and Jim and Kermit, there are five of us in the conversation. You know, because mm-hmm. especially if, if Frank Oz and and, and uh, Piggy are involved, because Piggy oh, will things to you that, that Frank would never say, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love
0: That's it. why sometimes I wish I was, you know, I wish I did that, because it's like there's so much I want to say, I just can't. Like, I just need to carry around a puppet all the That's time. That's
1: the benefit of it. You can just, you can just do what you want. And you, it's the puppet, yeah. he said.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah exactly that wasn't me i would never say such a thing <laughs> when's this little guy gonna get out of our face oh how- <laughs> you can't say that <laughs> oh my
0: gosh i don't think i'd have any friends if that yeah. was the case <laughs> uh,
2: it's, yeah, always a reunion i mean basically anytime time i'm around the muppets it feels like i've gone home i mean it just feels like i've gone home and uh and there's there's just there's there's such a kindness. I mean, I've had uh, Gonzo and, and Dave show but things where I was being honored at. I had no idea that they were going to be there. Uh, just a really interesting thing that, that Frank Oz just did. That there was a, uh, I guess it was a special of, you know, Muppeteers talking about, about the work. And yep. it was a great special. There was not a mention of the songs in it. And, and they've always been so generous about talking about me and about the songs. The music, you know that that uh, that we wrote. That all of us who got to work with the Muppets, mm-hmm. and all, all of a sudden, I get a, a an email from Frank, and he said, "I want you to thought you might like to have these. They were on the cyber floor, cutting room floor, but just wanted you to hear what we all were saying of, about about you and about the work you've done, and about when the river meets the sea, and, and Jim's funeral, and all this wonderful, wonderful stuff that uh, that whoever was editing and, and directing you know, just didn't use it, but he thought to send it to me. And I I mean, that's, that's the kind of people, you know, that I've run to uh, run run into and, and, and uh, have adopted me and I've adopted them. And it's, to me, it's, it's the elegance of kindness is, is probably the most important single uh, character uh, element for a human being. It's just the elegance of kindness is a fair description of what it's like to work with the Muppets.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so great. And that's, I love that, that just can resonate with literally anybody. Like, even if, you know, you didn't work with the Muppets. I have a tattoo that says be kind to others. I, you know, it's like, if you can be anything, be kind. And I I like that that is something that they always stand for. And that, you know, translate to even backstage. So I love hearing that.
2: Exactly. And, and the other thing is that nobody ever said, right. We don't write down to children. We don't write down to anybody. You know, we write mm-hmm. what is our spiritual truth and, and, uh, and we do it humorously. And th- that was basically the whole deal. Uh, yeah. my daughter, I remember my daughter had a, even, even into her adulthood, she had a, 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 solid connection with E.T.'s phrase, be good, you know, be mm-hmm. good. You know, that's, that's a bumper sticker to me. Be, yeah,
0: right. Yeah.
2: What would Atticus do is actually one of my favorites bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, you keep in touch with those guys still, right?
2: Once in a while, yeah, once in a while. And uh, you know, because we're working on uh, you know, the uh Donder, you know, for the stage, there, there are a few Muppeteers that, that I, you know, I get to see once in a while, and it's it's always a, always like, as I say, always a treat, and it's like no time has passed, no time has passed
0: yeah that's the true yeah. that's the true test of a friend i yeah. like that um,
1: that made me think of the um oh what's the name of the show the documentary series on disney plus what is it
2: oh prop culture the banjo yeah oh
0: yeah. man so tiny
2: yeah. tiny little banjo. yeah
0: didn't didn't they have the el Sleazo, uh yeah. sign too
2: i I think I think, so. I think they actually did find find out it was, it was mm-hmm. stuck somewhere in the back lot of. You know, I I don't really remember. I know that it was in pretty pretty bad shape, and they cleaned it up and the like. But but uh, yeah, that was a treat, you know. It's uh, again, I, but it's interesting because we shot that at A and M. What, what it was is now the Henson Studios, mm-hmm. which, and before that, that was A and M Records. Before yeah. that, it was Charlie Chaplin Studio. So it's just you—you you see these wonderful old uh, wooden, you know, siding buildings that you remember from a Charlie Cha- uh, Charlie Chaplin movie, mm-hmm. and you go, wait a minute, that's that's my office. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that's where I work. We've only just begun, and and you know, rainy days, an old fashioned love song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you mentioned Daft Punk, I, you know, it's where, yeah. we, where we record. I wrote two of the songs on the album, Beyond and, and Touch. Yep, that's right. And sang Touch. And so when we're listening to the playback of the album, I'm, I'm in the studio. They're going, okay, this is this is uh, the studio right over there is where we got Linda Ronstadt and and uh, uh, all these superstars to come sing background on, my, on one of my songs. And everybody thought, well, they must be really, really great friends. No, they weren't great friends. I was a big fan, mm-hmm. but the fact is, uh, whether it was Jackson Brown or Linda or or uh, the, one of the kids from America, it's just they were there, and it was a creative explosion for all of us. <clears throat> but it's interesting. I think there's there are spaces that that have a real energy that it, it, in New York and in the uh, in the 30s. Uh, yeah, Paris in the, in the 1880s and 1890s with the Impressionists and certainly mm-hmm. New York with with Dorothy Parker and the gang and all. And it's, I think that Laurel Canyon and, uh, and Hollywood had that kind of energy in the 70s. It was a great time.
0: A, oh, yeah. They, Spotify time. actually just came out with a, like, a, they created like a Laurel Canyon, like, playlist. And they were like, if you want to go tr- be transported back into that, here, here's everything. And I thought that was so cool
2: yeah it's great it was fantastic yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: What well, i was gonna ask this uh when i mentioned to my parents that i would get, be getting to interview you they i mean they're they're almost in their 60s they they grew up with your music they know who you are they they nice. know my my admiration for you and my dad goes i wonder how many songs he's written where someone will say yeah. you wrote that
2: yeah there's you know there's, are there any
1: like that that you get brought up?
2: It's funny because sometimes it'll be something that that nobody you'd think nobody ever noticed it. you know it might be something like uh, uh where do I go from here uh, or uh from Thunderbolt and Lightfoot which is a song at the end of that movie oh uh, what would they say from the boy the plastic bubble with with you know with, uh, uh but then you then you get the 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 ones that are that are maybe a little better known like you and me against the world that so Mm -hmm. many single parents, you know, uh, had that, their song with their kids, you know? And, uh, I don't know if you, if you guys even know the song, but it was a hit for Hillary.
1: It was on the Muppet show.
2: Oh, that's right. She said Mm -hmm. sang it on the Muppet show.
1: Oh, now his name's escaping me, but, um,
2: yeah. Oh, that's going around, you know, just wait, yeah, wait yeah. for another 30 years and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll message you on Instagram and be like, I remember. It'll be like three months from now. Yeah, and be
2: like, yeah exactly. It'll, it'll come, it'll come bounce it out. But yeah, that's what I call a heart payment. You know, when somebody says uh, there's a song you wrote with Yvonne Lenz and, and it's called Love Dance. And it's just it's for my wife and I, that's a, a really important I mean, my wife and I, that's a really important song. It's like she found this song and she really loved it and she wanted me to hear it. She didn't look closely at the tiniest names on the font. She, and she so she sent me this 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 song because she wanted me to hear it. And I wrote it. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> I know we need to get married. When you when you send me when you courageously send me some other songwriters you going to think, oh, my God, he's going to think I got a crush on this guy now, too. Uh, no, it was me all along. So, uh, wow. but yeah, but when somebody comes up and they say, you know, the, my little girl's learning to play Rainbow Connection or, or we got married and we've only just begun, that's, that's a heart payment for mm-hmm. a songwriter.
0: Yeah. I uh, was just actually at a wedding a few months ago, and uh, when they were walking out, they had everybody with their, like, sparklers. And they were walking out to Rainbow Connection, oh. and everybody at me and i'm bawling my eyes out and they were like we kind of did this because we wanted pictures of you crying i'm like wow gee thanks but you know it's it's just so man wow and even my mom too every time she was like you're talking to paul williams she's like can you let him know that's like my favorite song ever i'm like sure it's everybody's favorite song yes i'll tell him (laughs) like Oh. Oh yeah, I have a rapid She's fire question. got rapid questions fire questions. <laughs> questions. Yes, rapid that fire. won't be that won't be too long either. Um
2: How many how many rapid fire questions? I love these.
0: Only only like
2: 46. Okay, so we we we
1: we we dwindled it down the it, past couple days. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, now I have you you actually asked um wait, hold on. Got to delete that. What's sign? Delete that.
1: As you can see, we're professionals here. You know what
2: the- there's a lot of tension doing this show. <laughs> Come on. It's us. It's family. Mm, yeah. Leave it in. Leave it in.
1: Yeah. I I, I would say, um, so my introduction to you was the Muppet Show episode when they released the the season, first season mm-hmm. set. That was where I first uh, saw you. I saw your, ep- I think that was the first one I picked. <laughs> I was just like, eh, that, okay, cool. Who's that? Whatever, uh, watch it.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that I was was seven when that came out. So, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it was just immediately like, I think maybe two years later, the Dexter's Lab episode came on Boomerang, and I was like, oh,
0: "It's the Muppet guy. What's
1: he doing?" I love I I, yeah. I loved that episode so much.
0: Actually, I watched it last night, and I actually because that came out in ninety eight, I want to say, so I was four, and it was funny because the song that you did on that, I, I loved it. I would run around the house and I would sing it. And anytime it was on Cartoon Network, absolutely loved it. And then when I saw you in the Muppet show, I go, he looks familiar. And then my mom's like, I don't like, how would you, I'm like, you never watched Merv Griffin. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, no, he looks familiar. And I was like, Dexter's lab. Oh my gosh. What a, what a connection. So that was, Oh my God. I love that.
2: good
1: Now, do you go back and like rewatch these things you've been a part of ever?
2: No, I don't. Uh, once in a while, if something's on, I'll. Uh, you know, I've seen the the Phantom of the Paradise a few mm-hmm. times because I've gone to you know to festivals where they screen it. Or,
0: Phantom Palooza you know, up in
2: Winnipeg. There's a thing they do annually called Phantom Palooza. they crazy, yeah, for uh, for Phantom. Yeah, but when I do you know, see something that it's it's. uh, it's funny. I actually I have a, a story of going to, to dinner right after after a Star Is Born uh, was came out with with you know with Barbara and and Christopherson, and I wrote most of the songs and and uh, there's a song in it called With One More Look at You and uh, I had dinner with James Mason who played the 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 lead in the in the uh, the Judy Garland version of that of, of a Star Is Born. So, I'm having dinner with James and his wife, myself, and I think Ed McMahon. And uh, I said, you know, James, there's a there's a song in the the new version of, of a Star Is Born that I that was inspired to write because of you. And he said, Oh, really? Well, how's that? I said, Well. There's a wonderful thing that you do again a couple times in in the, the, your version of Stars Born, where you will say to Judy Garland that she's getting she's getting out of a car and walking away. You'll kind of go, uh, hold on a second. And she'd turn around and look at you. And you'd go, I just want to look at you. I just want one more look at you. And she'd go, oh, and she'd laugh and walk off. And so Kenny Asher and I, when we, we screened the earlier versions of Stars Born, we uh, we loved that. So we wrote, with one more look at you, I could learn to tame the clouds and let the sun shine through. Leave a trouble past and I might start anew. I'll solve the mysteries if you're the prize. Uh, refresh these tired eyes with one more look at you. And, it went, and, and I said, so you wrote, in a way, you totally inspired my favorite song. From from our version of a stars born, and he said, "Oh, I don't remember saying that. I, oh no, God, I haven't seen. I have no, but listen to this. He's I, I haven't seen him in ages." And his wife said, "Oh, bullshit! You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I it at like at two in the morning a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you know? it like the fact is, I'm sitting going, no, I don't like. It. But sometimes if if." Uh, something that that just doesn't show very often that's you know because it's probably terrible you know like like smoking the bandit mm-hmm. three or something I <laughs> would we'll hit record and then watch it yeah it was terrible but boy was it fun boy yeah. it's,
1: it's one of those things you just get that little bit of joy you're like hey yeah I'm there yeah, that's, yeah. there
0: I am For having fun that's all that matters honestly exactly. yeah
1: and it just um. hit me while when you did that impression the of him i love you as the penguin oh thank you. that's the voice i hear in my head when i read the comic books i hear your voice New
2: flying rodent that voice yeah yeah thank you we actually did a that's you know I, I, I i've never sold an autograph in my life until recently the animated batman series did a did a, a thing with galaxy con and i realized that i I could do it if I give all the money to charity, you know, and I have a thing that I do through ask. I'm president of ASCAP. So the ASCAP foundation, I have a thing called the, the Marianne yeah. and I have a thing called the sunlight of the spirit award, where we honor, you know, somebody who's, who is uh, wonderful in, in music, but is also very, very passionate about the recovery. Usually somebody very, very young and you know, like in college or whatever. And uh, so I realized I, I can do this and I can help various Various organizations that work in recovery around the around the, uh, the country. So, I, I did that, and I got to tell you the 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 ba- the penguin fans. The, 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 these are the, these are the groups that are the most avid Batman for sure. I did a battle for the well, battle for the planet of the apes. The apes fans are fanatic. Uh, Muppets straight ahead straight ahead, awesome. God bless. Yeah. And uh, the other one is Phantom of the Paradise. You, you
1: you've got a lot of you've got a lot of little categories you fit into.
2: There's no I I would show up if you ask me. I mean I was like me in front of the camera, of course. You know, It was just they were all they were all really fun mm-hmm. things to do. Well you
0: started off as an actor, right? I've
2: always said that as an, as an out of work actor. For an out of work actor I've done really well in music. So I still love it. <laughs> I just spent two years or two seasons on Goliath. With, with yeah, Bob Thornton, And if you haven't seen he's just, it's like an acting lesson just to show up on the set with, with Billy. He's a great friend.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we are going to do some rapid fire, uh, really quick. Um, let's get started. I mean, Josh, you pretty much already made me delete three of my questions, but that's okay. You know, we got full stories out of him. So, uh, all right. You're ready. Ready. All right. Okay, your top three songs that you have written for the Muppets. Go.
2: I'm gonna go back there someday. Rainbow Connection and uh, uh, with uh, probably Thankful Heart.
0: Perfect. All right. Um, your favorite Muppet song that you uh, didn't.
2: I have, I, have a, I have to change okay, it. I, I have to. <laughs> that's fine. River, oh, boy. take out Thankful Heart and put in uh, When the River Meets the Sea.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. Okay. Your favorite Muppet song that you did not have a hand in—no pun intended.
2: You know what? Whatever it is, I'm sure that Joe Raposo wrote it. I mean, I—I uh, I was am- amazed that we were brought in to do the the, uh, the the Muppet movie because, I mean, Joe just had a connection with the Muppets. It was fantastic. Uh, it's not easy being green. It's like that's that's the headwaters. Of 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 a side of Kermit that is just is so touching and so beautiful. Huge Joe Raposo fan.
0: If you weren't doing what you're doing, so acting, composing, writing, music, what would you be? What do you think you would be doing as a career?
2: Teaching golf. Uh, (laughs) Do all of it. What would I be doing? Uh, Probably working. You know, I when I got sober, I went to UCLA and I I got my certification as as a drug and alcohol counselor. Uh, I think that, that I'm most comfortable at the center of the herd as far as the recovering community is concerned. And it's a, a labor of love. Uh, I think that I'd probably be working in in, uh, in recovery.
0: That's great. I love that. That's amazing. Wow. And by the way, congratulations on, what is it, 30 years now? 31. Sober? 30. Wow, congratulations. 30.
2: Wow. World's a safer place. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Greatest gift ever ever been given ever ever
0: so cool i love that um okay all right uh next question these are very easy ones um who do you most relate to in the muppets
2: gonzo Gonzo. <laughs> it's just yeah it's like we're landlocked birds as i said earlier we're both landlocked birds and all. i was a big skydiver i made 100 jumps i loved it i love the way it fell, the threefold wow. because you don't feel like you're falling you feel like you're flying yeah. that relatively Do you ever put your hand out the window of the car and play with the air? All the time. That's what it feels like in your whole body when you're in free fall and you're doing relative work. You know, you just just even thinking about the right and your body will turn to it. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah, Gonzo for sure.
0: So then that leads us to our next or our last question. Who is your favorite Muppet?
2: Mm, Yeah. Gonzo. Okay. Gonzo. We're we're made of we're made of the same cloth or the the same felt see. in this case. It's just, you know I, I mean it's and I have favorites like crazy. Uh, you know, I uh I, I love Wendell and, and uh when they're in uh Eminado's jug band, Chris, you know, you got mashed potatoes just just touches my heart, you know. Really, really biting today, emmet um, you know, it's just
0: such a simple just, guy. Like
2: a simple guy, exactly. Life is not complicated. He's got a shoe dangling from his, his fishing hook, and he's going, they're really biting today. And I go, oh, my God. Ugh. And, you know, you sit there, if if you're writing the songs for something, and the underscore, in in that case, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the scene again and again and again, and I've just all of a sudden realized that I've I've fallen in love with a porcupine. <laughs> what, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Dr. teeth as well, doctor teeth. You know, uh, that's the piano player I wish I was, doctor
1: teeth. Oh man! Well, Paul, it has been an absolute honor to talk to you. It's it's surreal. It really, yes. is. It really because, is. Like I said, I mean, you've you've played a part throughout my whole life, whether it be the Muppets or Dexter's Lab mm-hmm. or Batman. It's you you have inserted yourself into my life. It appears in just yeah. so many wow. different ways and it is so it is just so cool to
2: finally meet you well i have Um, to tell you that, that this has been so easy and and it's one one more time i gotta tell you there's something about the muppets as a point of reference and a connection but you know if you know if If we sit down with with that, it tells me tons about you. It tells me tons about both of you. It tells me about, about you know your heart, your playfulness, it tells me about you know you, you know your sense of of just of just reaching for something that's sweet in this world, and that's got to be the Muppets and all i It's a great honor, and you know what we'll talk again sometime and and yeah, uh, we'd
0: love to have you yeah. anytime
2: You know how to reach me, all you got to do is ask, and I will get back to you right away. I promise.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, oh, you
1: so my gosh. much. That that means a lot to us. It really does. Do you have anything you would like to um, plug? Anything you'd like to um, mention? No, I, but
2: I would. I would la- I, I'd like to say this. I'd like to say that the things that I'm working on now, the opportunities to work with Edgar Wright on on Baby Driver or with Guillermo del Toro on Pan's Labyrinth, as a musical. The, those opportunities exist because I made I made movies and and various projects back in the seventies, and some of them were not a big hit at all. I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol got bad. The songs got bad reviews from Variety. So it's the, it's the fans, and, and I, I, I I mentioned earlier that that I'm a big fan it's the fans that kept these things alive and allowed the the, the population or, or, or the the world's awareness of the pro- projects you know to grow and grow and grow so what may feel like you know well, these people have a weird obsession <laughs> with the muppets or whatever like that the end product of that weird obsession with the muppets like that is that i have a really full life today so whether it's Phantom of the Paradise or, or Emmet Otter or, 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 or even Smoky oh. and the Bandit, the, that, although that was a big hit, but, but for the people that just would not walk away and loved what we did, that I was a part of, you gave me the life I have today. And I want to say to the people that are watching you, uh, because they love, they, they love what you love and what I love, that that they've been a big piece of my life as well collectively you've done amazing stuff and and i will always be grateful
0: thank you so much thank you
2: stay safe all right bye and folks
1: i think that'll do it for this episode of the muppet history podcast as always if you'd like to follow us it's history muppet on twitter and muppet history everywhere else Once again, we'd like to thank Paul Williams for coming on, and apologies to Dave Goals, we did not have enough time for him today. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to subscribe and give us your feedback. We love hearing from our listeners and are always looking for ways to improve and make the show even better. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you all next time on the Muppet History Podcast!